0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network.
1: Hello, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley and you are
0: listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah!
1: The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, NADS Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in
0: professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs
2: At the Rough
0: House, where black people and white people
2: watch wrestling.
0: And Hispanic people, too.
2: And all people.
0: Hi, everybody. Hey,
2: Hey. hello, welcome. Roughhouse House podcast coming at you. Ah, man, 2020 continues to deliver, Chris, doesn't
1: it? And this is a weird... Weird year already. We're only three weeks in, and there's just so much weirdness happening. You know, 2019 it was a pretty historic year in the world of pro-res and um it seems like 2020 is about to shit all over it so
2: (laughs) so far it's just kind of continuing the trend i mean it 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 feels like it's been a refrain on this show uh even before my time you just say the year (laughs) it's like ba 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 man 2017 man 2018 man 2019 man now we're in 2020 it like Pro wrestling is, is has rarely rare, ah, take two. Pro wrestling has rarely been stranger it than it is right now. Uh, by the way, I'm Marty, and, and that's Christoph. Uh, yep, that's me. Hi, hi, hi hello. Uh, let, let look. Let's just break into one of the biggest bits of news, Chris. Uh, you know, we were wondering if there was going to be some traction in this. Uh, another TV deal signed. As WWE going to bring. Fight like a girl to Quibby. You excited about this, Chris?
1: Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a lot of things in there I don't know. What? What? Okay. okay, okay what is fight like a girl? Yes. What is Quibby? And yeah, those, those are the two big ones.
2: So uh, let, let, let's break this down. So Quibi, uh, probably a sentence you will either hear or a phrase you'll either hear a lot more about or – a lot about for a short period of time because it goes down in flames horribly. Um, so it's
1: tout 2.0. Uh,
2: sort of. Um, I, I, I will say that's me making a joke because there actually was big TV news, which we'll get to in just a moment. But oh, I got it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm explaining to the listener, Chris. I know, you know. OK. Um, so so Quibi, uh, it's it's Jeffrey Katzenberger and someone else, you know, one of the guys who used to run Disney Dreamworks. Uh, and Guy. DreamWorks. Um, yeah. They've they've got a billion dollars in investment and the idea is it's a streaming service that you can watch exclusively on mobile devices and the way it's supposed to work is you can watch it in both uh portrait and widescreen so like if you move the, your phone it'll change uh-huh. the composition of the shot to one that's better for you um and the idea is, the show is, and this is one of my least favorite terms in modern uh, modern media, it's snackable content, Chris. Each oh. episode runs five to ten minutes in length, so it's easy.
1: Snackable content? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so whoever the idea, coined that, I want to fucking pile drive through a bed of nails.
2: The idea is, you as a viewer... Will uh you excuse me you as a modern millennial slash Zoomer content viewer, absorber yes you will be more inclined to watch this because it fits to your phone and uh it it matches your attention span so yes okay. the final length of something may be akin to a film or akin to a full series but the actual episodes are. Five to ten minutes in length, and they actually have legitimate like names involved. Spielberg's working on something for the service, Guillermo del Toro is working on something for the service. Um, uh, Doug Lyman, the guy who directed the Bourne movies, is working on something. But like some of the stuff I've heard is cool. Apparently, like Spielberg's working on a horror anthology that you can only watch at night, like it'll use the location on your phone, you can only watch it at nighttime. You know, the, uh, some of it's cheese ball but it sounds interesting anyway fight like a girl is a series hosted by stephanie mcmahon where basically like you know (laughs) girls who are being bullied or girls who are you know encountering some sort of issue in their lives probably cancer kids undoubtedly cancer kids uh end up teaming up with a uh, a female member of the WWE roster and learn how to fight like a girl. Can
1: can, can every episode just have Io Shirai just coming <laughs> to the aid of somebody, <laughs> yelling to somebody's bully in Japanese, and then beating a child with a kendo stick? If that happens, yes, I'm watching. Yeah, every fucking yeah. Episode.
2: I, I I need Oscar blowing mist in like an you know an eighth grader's face because yes, they talk please. shit on Facebook. Like that's what I need. That, that's oh how cyberbullying will be fixed poison mists all across this country
1: well aren't half of the I guess it's it's changed mostly kind of aren't most of the female wrestling characters kind of bullies in their own right though so it's, the, the, mean, the, the bullying thing and pro wrestling the dichotomy there and relationship has always always been weird to me because oh, the basis of pro wrestling is bullying like heel is saying I'm better than you and you know it Copyright MJF. Yes. Uh, And then, you know, they get beat up for it. That's that's the basis of pro wrestling.
2: It's especially weird in WWE because so many of the faces are written like complete assholes. I mean, you look back to Hogan. Hogan was an asshole from the jump. I mean, uh, you look at some of his biggest feuds, his feud with uh, Randy Savage was because, uh, at least in, you know, late 80s version, he was basically cucking Randy Savage over Elizabeth, Uh, that his feud with Sid Justice was all over the fact that Hogan uh, eliminated Sid Justice from the Rumble because he wasn't going to win. Like, that was the face in in these situations. And, you know, you can look back at things that John Cena did or Roman Reigns did, and it's just like, no, he's a gigantic asshole, but he's a good guy.
1: Yeah, just goes to show you that uh, Hulk Hogan, the person uh, Terry <laughs> Bollea and Hulk Hogan, has always been a piece of shit. So yeah, forever, forever fuck Hulk Hogan. So, okay, a few more questions. Yes. Who watches programs on their phone, vertical, upright, full frame?
0: Or?
2: I'm guessing the aforementioned millennial Zoomer person. Because that was a thing that, I, I, I'll be honest, I rarely watch anything on my phone that isn't on YouTube. Um, OK, but like uh, I think with Netflix, they started changing the format of their trailers in the app so that it would be vertical full screen.
1: So they're, they're pan- this is basically bring back scan,
2: Right. But in the case of the stuff, it's going to be shot in both aspect ratios, both uh, portrait and landscape. OK, well, it still sounds like a bad idea.
1: But. It's stupid, um, and nobody wants to watch a show hosted by Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody should tell them that. <laughs> just get Becky to do it. Why? Why can't you just have, you know?
0: I know. I know. Uh,
1: I, I guess Pam's a little too healy right now yeah. to, to make that happen. Carmella Otherwise, she would have been even. a perfect. Yeah, yeah. She got some delicious jublies. Um. Anyway, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> <laughs> she does. I'm just saying. Uh, okay, so the uh, Quibi. Okay. Quibi. Cool. Yes.
2: Quibi like I said it's 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 a term you're either going to hear a lot about and then continue to hear a lot about or you're going to hear a lot about for a short period of time and then it's just going to be this blip in history. Kind of like Apple TV+. Uh
1: yeah. I thought that was a is that not not a good thing that uh, you have that?
2: I I have it cuz it's free to me. Uh okay. but but like, you know, I've I've watched a few shows on it that I like, but uh, uh, there's part of me that's just like, this This ain't going to last, right? Like
0: uh, The like, streaming
1: wars are yeah. heating up.
2: Yeah, they are upon us. Peacock, everybody. Uh, but no, uh, talking <laughs> about TV deals, uh, to the shock and surprise of many people, including, from what it sounds like, AEW themselves, uh, TNT came back to the table and was like, hey, we're locking you down for the next four years. So uh, AEW is going to be on TNT through 2023. Uh, they're making something like 19 million a year. Um, or not. Oh, sorry. That was 40 something. They're, they're clearing 19 million a year. That's, that's what it is because, uh, TNT is no longer paying for the costs of TV to be produced. Right. Part of the change in this deal. And we are going to be getting another AEW show at some point during the week, an hour long show. Uh, it sounds like depending on who you listen to, it's either going to be instead of dark, or an enhanced version of dark.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, you know, Cool. Good. That's yeah. Good. I like. I yeah. like the fact that they, you know, uh, I, I don't know who initiated these talks. If it right. was TNT that was like, "Hey, we like what's happening here. We're getting a good response. The buzz is good. The numbers are good. Yeah. The Wednesday Night Wars are going uh, overwhelmingly in AEW's favor. Right. You know, it, it it is a smart business move to lock them down because you know if they had only signed the one year deal with TNT mm-hmm. and you know they could start shopping around. Uh, for, uh, for other networks and possibly, you know, get a better deal on a competitive station. So smart, smart business move for Turner to, to lock AEW down. It's good for AEW. I'm curious with the, um, with the production not being paid for now, if we're going to see a decrease in some of the production values in an attempt yeah. to, to save a couple dimes. Uh, I don't know.
2: I don't know. I, I, I know that, uh, for example, the whole plan for AEW, uh, at least the optimistic version was they were going to be profitable by the end of this year, and they're just profitable full stop now. Um, so, you know, I would think if anything, that would behoove them to not cut quarters. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I also don't run a business, uh, at least one of the nature of an AEW. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know the type of decision making that goes into these sort of things.
1: Well, uh, you know, if there's a, a corner to be cut, uh, I have a couple suggestions, AEW, <laughs> if you're listening, um, number one, uh, Mr. Dr. Luther. Yes, okay. Yes. Sorry. Unless, unless Jericho's paying him out of pocket, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hit, well, hit, hit the road. Let's Bali. get him gone. Um, number two, Justin Roberts. Aww. Uh Jettison. Justin Roberts, you annoying fucking drip. Um, that reminds man. me,
2: I almost decided to torture you the other day. I saw a video online where someone just did a supercut of him saying John. Oh.
1: Oh. <laughs> god i hate it it's so fucking annoying it grates at me it it literally boils my blood like i almost threw the remote at the screen listening to him introduce john moxley i just i can't i fucking hate it and beach (laughs) wear justin roberts is just (laughs) exponentially worse than suit justin roberts i'm sure he's a great guy personally i don't know about his personal whatever I do not like him announcing, get him off my fucking program. Okay, That's my so, cut number two if I'm in charge. Right. Uh, cut number three if I'm in charge. Sorry, uh, Boomer Sooner. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe maybe, maybe hanging backstage and helping everybody out. I think a better mix would have Taz in that spot Especially since he now just now became all signed, elite. Yeah. So if you have Excalibur, Taz, and Tony Schiavone, yeah. Sorry, Jr. Your 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 best years are behind you. Um, and I think that uh, the Taz can really bring that the excitement and knowledge and uh and 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 you know just non grumpy old man screaming at cloud <laughs> sort of thing going to the show. So those are my top three cuts. If I'm in, if I'm Tony Khan, that's uh, that's what I'm doing to save a couple bucks and make the show a little bit more profitable.
2: I, I'm just gonna ask the question again. Where the hell is Golden Boy? Because he's really good on commentary, and oh, we've yeah. seen him, like, yeah. twice. Uh, and they even announced that they signed him, so I, I don't know what's going on there. But, yeah, uh, the the purse strings are, are opening up once again. Taz getting signed, and now that there is this TV deal, uh, there the eyes now go to this next uh, crop of free agents If you are a free agent of note In professional wrestling There is no better time than now uh, AEW has money behind them Ring of Honor clearly has money behind them More on that in a moment
0: uh-huh.
2: uh, WWE paying guys for more And for longer So it looks like the next key group Of uh, free agents In February we've got Brody Lee A.K.A. Luke Harper uh, In March We've got Matt Hardy Mm -hmm. And then April brings us the revival. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where those guys land. Uh, and also it sounds like there's some people we didn't know who, uh, who were, uh, free agents on the market who are coming to the market. Uh, Chris, I thought you'd be interested in knowing, uh, spoiler for impact. Uh, they just did their Mexican tapings. One, oh, uh, new champion. Yeah. Yeah. You're, your you girl, think I didn't know that already. <laughs> well, I, I think you knew that, uh, that Jordan grace, uh, her, her she's now the, uh, the knockout champion type valkyrie yes yep. but taya valkyrie's deal is apparently up so uh well
1: one would uh have to guess that considering her husband just signed with uh wwe that he put in a good word for her and she's a hell of a talent as well yeah so You know, on her own, not just, you know, being married to John Morrison, but also being a, being a great talent. I think that that would be enough to have WWE interested in her. And I'm sure AEW is throwing a couple bucks at her, uh, would be throwing a couple bucks hypothetically at her as well. Um, also, from the Impact slash former Lucha Underground front, mm-hmm. uh, the Swolverine. Brian Cage has yeah. alleged to have signed or will be signing shortly with AEW. Um, they have they used him in the first Battle Royal. They were supposed to use him in the second, but he mm-hmm. was Impact mm-hmm. champ, and they didn't want him not winning it as champ, which yeah. I get. But yeah. probably should have communicated that a little earlier. Um, so Cage, uh, you know, maybe uh, heading to... Uh, to Turner on uh, Wednesday nights sometime soon,
2: and, and I think Cage really represents one of the few things that's missing from the current crop of AEW talent, which big is man. yeah, a big guy. Uh, yeah, you know Wardlow is signed. Excuse me, we've still yet to see him in ring. Right. which is a little worrisome. Uh, it sounds like we're not going to see him in ring until February 19th in Atlanta. Uh, yeah. The
1: cage match. His first match is going to be a cage match. Yeah. with Cody.
2: Yeah. Which if you don't think it's just going to be filled with shenanigan you know, oh, yeah. uh, I, I've got a bridge to sell you. But, um, the, the thing is like, what are you 80? Yeah, I <laughs> know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to bring back some old phrases from the Catskills, uh, Chris. Yeah. See, yeah. Yeah. yeah see, um, but I, it, it's just one of those things that, that that's kind of like a hole in the game of AEW. And Cage has proven he can be a guy on top, and, and he can do a lot of uh, shocking things for a big guy. Uh, really, okay. just my concern is all his muscles are going to explode at some point. That's really... Probably really where i get worried
1: probably at some point but the the silver lining here is that if cage comes along then hopefully he can bring his wife melissa santos along and we can kick justin roberts Ah, i see what you're doing there i see what
2: you're doing there all right yeah
1: all right basically i I just want lucha underground on aew uh I just what everybody there. We've already got a number of them. I yeah. mean, unfortunately, we got Hager there, but that's yeah. that's what it is. What it, uh, it is what it is. We got uh, Sammy Guevara there, mm-hmm. um, the Lucha Bros mm-hmm. both there. You know, yes. maybe uh, maybe make a call to Drago. I'm not yeah. sure. I think he's doing some AAA action right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, sure. Let's, I, let's I really get everybody. I would
2: love to see more of the AAA relationship in play in AEW. Yeah. Uh, the, the the Look, I get that trying to get everybody on TV and hey, maybe this extra hour will fix some of that. But yeah. the fact that our uh, Dynamite episodes on a weekly basis don't start with some crazy Lucha Flippy-Doo six-man tag, although we kind of got that this week, yes. uh, you know... I, I think that's sad I, I want to see Aerostar falling off of Hall uh, falling off of very high things on a yes. on a regular basis like this is true I uh, would give me El Hijo del Vicano uh, doing crazy insane bleeding edge dives like I I, I just want uh, kind of a train wreck to kick off my dynamite every week that that's really yeah, what I want.
1: Yeah. I'm absolutely with you. And I tweeted this out as I was catching up with Dynamite earlier yes, this morning. Yes. Um, you know, they're doing this whole Dark Order bit with uh, there's there's a mastermind that is yet mm-hmm. to be revealed. Yeah. Um, you know, rumors and scuttlebutt abound that it'll yeah. probably be Matt, be Matt Hardy, mm-hmm. uh, where he's the leading, um, you know, poll getter, I guess. or, or... At, at
2: least at this point, because apparently it was going to be Skrull. And right. uh, the infamous beatdown on the December 18th Dynamite was supposed to have Marty Scurll de- debuting. But right. uh, instead, again, as we'll talk about in just a moment, uh, he chose otherwise. Yeah. Uh,
1: so I'm saying uh, if it's not going to be Matt Hardy and if you don't want somebody who's going to be the wrestling big boss, uh, I think that uh, one Dario Cueto should be. the Yeah, yeah be I, the I'm one. into it.
2: Um, have you have you uh, seen the people on Reddit doing the pitch shifting on those videos?
1: No, no. the God, man, Reddit sleuths at it again. huh? Yeah.
2: So uh, apparently people have taken the last two vignettes with the. Uh, uh, oh, God, what's the name of the exalted one? Uh, OK, it, they've taken his audio and it sounds like week one was voiced over by Christopher Daniels and week two was voiced over by Raven of all people. Uh, oh
1: man please don't be raven (laughs) yeah i
2: i don't want it to be raven but i i could see aew being you know a little a little smart and giving random guys a payday to do the voiceover just for that yeah that's crafty yeah i i I think that'd be a a clever thing um but i i i I like the idea of it being matt hardy i mean yeah it then makes the dark order kind of goofy but right now we have two heel groups who are creepy cults who are trying to get people underneath them and um well, One three, of them could be goofy. Really. three. Who's the third?
1: Well, you got the Nightmare Collective. You've uh-huh. got um, the Dark Order, and you've uh-huh. also got uh, the Blade, the Butcher, the Bunny, and oh, well, they're they're, kinda, they're, they're not they're trying to creepy. get people to join them. They're they're just... no, but they're another, you know. I I, I
2: see them as more creepy, eyes wide shut, you know, uh, sex cult than than like a a dark cult.
1: Hey, you know what? If you're going to give me um, the butcher and uh, the bunny just fucking going to town, then I will subscribe (laughs) to your Patreon.
0: Well, well, the mess (laughs) mess up part is,
2: Chris, she's with the blade. So you just basically cucked poor Pepper Parks right there.
1: Well, you know, I I just I just wanna see Andy Williams just tear down on Alley. That's all that's all that's all I want. Just just bear down, like with his bare hands. And I mean B-E-A-R, because yeah. he is a a large individual.
2: Yes, yes. So uh you know, it, it is the seller's market in professional wrestling right now. We saw it with Bandito signing a, a big deal. Uh, we've seen it this week also with guys like fucking Kalisto signing a multi-year deal with WWE. And yeah, Elias signing a multi-year deal with the WWE. Yep. Well, uh, one guy who undoubtedly got a lot of attention from all of the major parties is Marty Squirrel. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. He picked the smartest option.
1: Well, yeah, because it was probably the most money for the yes. least amount of dates, and he got creative control. Yes. I mean, yeah. he basically got the elite deal from Ring of Honor. Yes, it, it's what that they wanted, uh, and didn't get. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Ring of Honor wisely, for once, learned from their mistakes and was like, okay, this is one of our three guys that draws people to our shows, maybe we should dump up the Brinks truck here. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, hats off to to Sinclair for for opening up the piggy bank.
2: Yeah, so Marty Skrull signed on, uh, I don't know how long his new deal is, but I know it's apparently uh, WWE main roster money. Uh, 40 dates, that's it. He gets <laughs> to work uh, anywhere he wants outside yeah. of Ring of Honor. So we're going to see him in the NWA. Uh, we're going to apparently see him in new japan uh apparently he wants to and i don't know how this is gonna work he wants to start a working relationship between aew and ring of honor don't know how that's gonna work because really there's no vantage point for uh for aew AEW. like there's no advantage gained by having that relationship besides the fact that they might get to use people like pco and brody and Dragon Lee and and, and what have you like there's maybe four or five guys that would be interesting for them to have beyond that I don't really know where the benefit is unless it's something where because we were talking about the AEW New Japan possibilities maybe Mm -hmm. some of the guys who need a little bit more seasoning in AEW they get to work Ring of Honor dates I I don't know that's the closest thing I could think of as as an advantage there
1: yeah that's true there's not really uh, not really a lot for them to gain Um, but you know Having Skrull be on AEW TV is a big, would be a big get, and that right. would, you know, maybe be enough. I don't know. I don't know the business dealings behind it, but um, but good, good for Marty, man. Um, mm-hmm. and 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 you as well, Marty. Oh, hey, uh, hey uh, yeah, thanks, man. Good, good for you, buddy. Hey. Uh, <laughs> It's Sign, a great day for all of that us big, signing that big money deal <laughs>
2: it's a great day for all of us named Marty it was really a it was a win for all Marty's everywhere <laughs> uh, but yeah it, it's gonna be interesting also because I think there's gonna be some reverberations here if you are a flip Gordon if you are a Brody King if you are a PCO you're tied in very tightly with Marty Squirrel. mm-hmm does this mean because I know all these guys have deals coming up soon does this mean you are more likely to stay in ring of honor the devil you know or will you try to go elsewhere and learn what it's like to work under the devil you don't?
1: I did that yeah that's an interesting question um, time will tell how how it plays out PCO you know. I wouldn't imagine WWE would uh, be throwing a lot of money at at the 50-year-old PCO. Unless it's uh, player coach.
2: but even then, I don't really know what he brings to the table in that regard.
1: Right. Uh, And he's the world champ right now in Ring of Honor, which is still weird. Um, Yes. But but, uh, AEW, I feel like, would probably throw a couple bucks at him. Yeah. um, Because the fans that enjoy aew mostly have uh at least some crossover with ring of honor and mm-hmm. would probably enjoy that brand of pco type ultra self-destruction violence right so that that could work uh brody king has a ton of possibilities he, he could go anywhere he wants yeah, it's just yeah. really up to him flip gordon not as much upside really i mean he, he does does flippy stuff i know he's in tight with the elite uh or was at one point so yeah
0: uh,
1: we'll, we'll see how that goes but uh but yeah it's it's you know, it, it's weird because this point last week, we were talking about, okay, yeah, Ring of Honor is just this, you know, rinky-dink fifth tier
0: promotion right, right. And
1: now they've made some big moves and now you know they're putting on this uh, free show in a couple weeks uh, unfortunately I can't make it and I'm actually kind of upset about it yeah yeah the, the card sounds good expected.
2: there's actually yeah. a bunch of matches coming up in future cards that sound good and I don't know if this is hey Marty Skrull has the book and things are good or hey these were the already the plans and they just seem better by the right. fact that Marty Skrull is apparently the one booking big air quotes around all of that like, right. I, I I can a- absolutely say there's a handful of matches coming up that that sound interesting, uh, you know, on that uh, free enterprise show, the free show in our backyard at the UMBC Advent Center, I, I think it was um, Flamedia and Bandito against the Briscoes. Yes. Sounds that awesome. Sounds awesome. Um, I think there's a match with uh, Gresham and Jay lethal, lethal against Dan Moff and Jeff Cobb. Uh, again, two big boys doing it well. Uh, like there's, there's just these matches on the show that sound interesting. And I think at one of their forthcoming shows, they're running PCO versus Dragon Lee, which just sounds like an, a, a surreal mismatch. That I, I yeah. really want to see that train wreck. You know, <laughs> uh, is that enough for me to pay for Honor Club to watch these things live or on streaming? No, I'm not there yet. No. But if enough people tell me it's good, maybe I'll give it a shot.
1: Yeah, you know, a shot of, um, you know, a shot of adrenaline, something new, something fresh, you know, even a fresh coat of paint. Like you said, it's kind of what it seems like, possibly. But, you know, it it gives you uh, hope springs eternal sort of thing. You kind of hope that they can write the ship because, you know, the more places that there are for people to work, it's good for everybody. So I don't want Ring of Honor to suck. Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of, you know, over the past, uh, you know. 13 month or yeah 10 to 13 months really nose nosedived so yeah. uh, it's anything out of that gutter is yeah. going to look good and that's where we are and i i hope that they can write the ship if marty Skrull of all people is a guy to do it then get your villain on man
2: no no i'm with you so uh raw and smackdown this week i don't have a, a shit ton to talk about rel- relative to that uh turns out by the way chris a fist fight uh, is a mm-hmm. six man tag, which is kind of last man standing ish.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also the finish was a curb stomp, just a curb <laughs> stomp. And the ref just tossed out the match after the curb stomp. That said, did have a cool spot where, uh, Kevin Owens did his best Tony Hawk pro skater, ran up the weird Titan Tron ramp thing and yeah. did a cannonball onto everybody. Uh, as I did always, see that. that was great. As always, Kevin Owens, uh, is freakily uh a high flyer for being such a big guy like he his agility is out of this world.
1: He he's a very lemonade at a lemon's kind of guy. Yes. you know, you, know, yeah. you give him whatever, he's gonna find a way to make it, uh, to make a moment out of it. Um, yeah. I was kind of hoping from this fistfight thing that we would get a uh, a redo of brawl for all, and it appears that wasn't quite the case.
2: Unfortunately, no, that would have been amazing. Uh, speaking of things that actually were amazing on Raw, if there's anything that you, the Roughhouse listener, need to seek out from Raw this week, hop on YouTube and bring up the <laughs> r Truth Brock Lesnar Paul Heynes. In segment because, it's pretty fantastic
1: that's the one thing from raw i did watch uh
2: because it's a fucking 10 uh i i won't spoil everything uh but uh as always our truth uh, did not completely understand uh what was happening around him uh our truth decided that he was going to insert himself into the royal rumble well, and boy. finally Toss the big guy over the top rope, that big guy, of course, Paul Heyman. Uh, things went terribly wrong for our truth after that, but uh, I recommend you check out the segment. Um, on the SmackDown side of things, uh, again, uh, nothing super great, just more build to Royal Rumble, including the addition of... Two new stipulations for matches already signed at the Rumble. Okay. Chris, I have problems with these stipulations.
1: I don't even know what they are, so lay them on me, buddy.
2: All right. So the universal title match between The Fiend and Daniel Bryan has been turned into a strap match.
1: Like, they're both tied to one strap and have Uh – is it the four-corner strap match Uh, or is it – It
2: has not been clarified, but I am assuming it's the four-corner strap match, which – Oh, God. Those always suck. Yes. Yeah. The only time these were ever good was when they were dog collar matches and people bled like crazy. Like – you're not going to get that. It's going to be these guys tied to each other, and then they get to touch all the sides. Uh, also, we saw a little bit of build for what is the rumored main event of the Super Showdown in uh, Blood Moneyland. Land, as uh, it looks like Kane's going to be going against the Fiend in the Battle of the Red Lights. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's great. But yeah, uh, Daniel Bryan is a miracle worker in the ring, probably the greatest wrestler of his generation, and even I don't think he can have a good strap match.
1: Well, plus it'll be under the red lights, too, so that doesn't help. Yes,
2: yes. It's going to be very bad. Very, very bad. Uh,
1: okay. All right. So, I mean, okay. And then <laughs> sure. the,
2: the other big match was an added stipulation. There was a uh, surprise, surprise, six-man tag on SmackDown this week where the winner's team got to pick the stipulation. So, Roman Reigns, his team, beat Corbin Gunn, and in turn... <laughs> I know it bothers you, and I'm going to keep doing it
1: anyway. Don't do it, you son of a bitch.
2: Uh, In turn, Roman Reigns got to add a stipulation to his match with Baron Corbin. Now, Chris, the whole thing that's been going on with Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns has been Corbin and his goons have been jumping Reigns at every opportunity. They've been interfering in matches. Right. They've been attacking him.
1: They've been shoving
2: dog food down his throat. Yeah, the
1: whole thing's been sponsored by Alpo.
2: Yes. So, Chris if you were to guess what stipulation of this match Roman reigns picked what would it be uh
1: that Roman reigns picked yes uh I I don't know the, the, the pool of dog food uh, uh, match I don't I got nothing
2: you know what that that's a better even better answer than what it is because my thought was like oh it'll be a cage match or something maybe they'll bring back the kennel from hell they'll run Ugh. back that old uh, <laughs> wonderful thing piece of shit yes exactly literally. No, instead, because of the fact that Roman Reigns keeps getting attacked by people on the outside, it's going to be a false Count Anywhere match.
1: What? Yep. <laughs> Why? That's right. Roman
2: Reigns is so what angry... What does that have to do with anything? Roman Reigns is so angry about constantly being jumped by Baron Corbin's goons, he wants to pin him over there instead of over here.
0: I... Mean, I- <laughs>
1: I mean, you you could have done a street fight. You could have done a no DQ, uh-huh. which are the same thing. Yeah. Um, yep. You, you yeah. could have had a cage match. You could have um, lumberjack match. Uh, lumberjack match seems like a great idea. Uh, there's there's a, there's a fair number of, of options that make storyline sense. Uh, and uh-huh. they chose the one that didn't.
2: Yeah. So yeah. that's
1: it's pretty on brand. Way to go. Smackdown.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It'd be one thing if, you know, they were constantly brawling outside the ring and getting counted out and all these other things. But no. With
1: the with the clangy poles backstage.
2: Yes. Yes. Like that. That'd be one thing. But instead, it's just an issue where things keep getting interrupted. And in turn, uh, that's how we are going to have a match where people get pinned instead of here over there.
1: But there's still going to be outside interference.
2: Undoubtedly. Uh, in fact, it makes it easier for there to be outside interference because the match can take place anywhere.
1: But one would think that in order to curb outside interference. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to spend time trying to make sense of this clusterfuck.
2: Yes. Yes. So as shitty as those main shows were, hey, great news, folks. Wednesday absolutely rolled. Yeah, it was a good
1: uh, night for both, both shows,
2: uh, a, a kick-ass dynamite, a kick-ass NXT bash at the beach and the continue heating up of the dusty classic uh, as has become our thing. I guess we're going to go show by show segment by segment here. Chris, do you want to start with AEW dynamite from Miami or uh, NXT from is always full sale.
1: I, well, let's go, uh, let's start with Dynamite this week. Okay,
2: awesome. All right, so uh, they came at you live from Miami, Florida, Mm -hmm. week one of Bash at the Beach, which basically meant there was all sorts of goofy beach stuff on the entryway. A yeah. bikini girl who just sat there and did nothing in what I thought was a very TNA esque uh, edition, uh, and as you mentioned, Justin Roberts <laughs> and the commentators were dressed up like they should be on the beach. I and the re- cameramen, yeah, and the cameramen, which was a great touch. Uh, I really yeah. wanted there to be zinc on uh, Excalibur's mask, but <laughs> that that did not uh, happen. Uh, but the uh... show. Kicked off hot as we had a four-way tag match for the number one contenders to the AEW tag team titles. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega ended up getting the win, defeating the Young Bucks, the best friends and proud and powerful Santana and Ortiz. This match absolutely fucking ruled, Chris. Oh my god, it was
1: so much fun. Uh, This is kind of this is what we know when AEW was announced and they said that they were going to have a focus on tag team and you knew some of the people that were going to be involved. This is basically this match is what you had in mind yeah and uh it it was just a blast to watch i mean everybody went out there everybody got their shit in there were a couple super ridiculous moments like the big orange cassidy suplex bit Mm -hmm. but you have to have a way to get orange cassidy involved because even just the mention of him and him just you know walking to get in the ring just pops the crowd so exactly you know It's got a good thing going. Um, But yeah, this was, I mean, they gave us a lot of time too. It was probably close to 20 minutes.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and it was full on PWG special. Just,
1: oh yeah. Let's get the guys out there. Let's pop
2: the crowd. Let's do all our crazy spots. And and, uh, I I, I once again have to point out, especially because they've been away for the past two weeks on TV. Oh my God. I love Santana and Ortiz. They are like the most fun tag team in professional wrestling right now. Uh, They're such great heels. In fact, I would go so far as to say they are the best. The best, the best, the best, the
1: best. (laughs) Hard to argue with that. Yeah, Yeah, they are they are a blast to watch. Um yeah, it, it was just it was offense everywhere, and uh, mm-hmm. you know there was even a little storytelling in there for all you old school wrestling fans. You know, yes. further with the uh, Kenny Omega and the Elite again with Adam Page sort of on the in and out there. Um, I will say the the Buckshot Lariat v. Trigger combo is yes. just murderific i fucking love it
2: yeah yeah chuck taylor died a thousand deaths with that one (laughs) and uh i i saw someone point out i i didn't catch this while watching it live but thanks to the gift masters the internet i caught this uh when that happened uh arch cassidy went to break up the pin and by went to break up the pin he just reached his hand out like oh (laughs) (laughs) But yes, amazingly Omega and Paige got the victory and they're going to go on to a tag title match against SCU, which I believe is next week from the Jericho cruise on the boat. Yes. Uh, So to see
1: how that looks,
2: by the way.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I've heard
2: I've heard both. It will be on the boat, but also it may be at an arena where they dock. So uh, I
1: don't like that. I want it to be on the boat. Yeah. I want there to be a wrestling ring, like either on the deck or in a huge like ballroom sort of thing. Yeah. You know, most cruise ships have like a big theater or studio or you know something like that. Yeah. Uh, for for big shows to happen, entertainment wise. So I, I I I feel like they'd be it would be a missed opportunity to have it at some arena in Nassau or something like that. Like yeah. You know, I want it on the boat. That's the gimmick. You
2: know? No, no, I, I'm with you on it We'll see what ends up happening uh, this week I believe it is going to be a taped show So they'll tape it on yeah. Tuesday And then air it live on uh, TNT on Wednesday So, um, you know, it'll be a little different But uh, I, I look forward just to the unique setup I think that's been my favorite thing about AEW this year We had the the Daily's Place Jacksonville show We've had, uh, the, you know, the Bash of the Beach show this week And now we're going to have another unique setup and feel um, It doesn't feel like, you know anywhere USA's arena. So,
1: do, do you think Nigel McGuinness comes on the air on Wednesday and gives away the results to uh <laughs> to Dynamite?
2: That would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. I kind of hope it happens. Uh so after the four-way tag, we went to a Cody Rhodes proto- promo or Cody Vice if you will cuz he yeah. looks Exactly like Crockett, not so much like Tubbs, uh, coming out there, uh, wearing even his uh loafers without socks, very Fantastic. Miami feel, uh, cutting a promo against MJF. He got a little shooty, uh, in there, and and as you know, that's one of my my things that I don't love when when they get a little insidery.
1: Yeah, it, it's yeah, I'm with you. I, I had a couple. Oh. Little mini cringes yeah. uh, listening to the promo. He, you know the the delivery was good. The yeah. content was good. It just went a little, yeah, little yeah. too uh, Deadpooly. A little too breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, talking um, about
2: MJF being on the Rosie O'Donnell Show when he was seven, and you know things like well,
1: that. I think that's fair. I think it's the stuff that you know everybody's calling you the perfect heel and things yeah. like that. Oh yeah, the yeah, one yeah, that yeah, really...
2: yeah, yeah. You do less is more, and all that. Yeah, adds. I did like the line that uh, MJF should be carrying Wardlow's bags <laughs> instead of the other way around like i, I like the yep. idea of cody trying to build dissension in whatever mjf's weird little stable is going to be called um but he agreed to all three steps so uh he he will not touch mjf before revolution he will take the 10 lashes on dynamite and he will do the uh cage match february 19th in atlanta against wardlow
1: the lashes thing is a little curious
2: yeah yeah it's it's a I, little weird
1: i mean the mm, uh, it, it's uh you know I'm getting out of here it's got some uh lashes has some uh nasty history behind yes. it yes. um you know there's there's that there's the fact that you know Cody's wife is african-american uh also there as well i i it's just the it's i don't know i don't like it i don't like the lashes thing
2: yeah i i i don't love it myself Uh, i think it's all going to be in the execution of the angle because i i think you know as as a old school ecw fan i think of tommy dreamer getting over by taking the cane lashes from sandman back in the 90s but also, that was, you know, 25 years ago.
1: So, <laughs> and ECW in a bingo hall. Uh, yeah, 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 so, yeah. you know, it's it's a little different than being on national TV and primetime on TNT. Um, will it be from a kendo stick? Will it be from a, I think you said leather belt? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't love it.
0: Yeah.
2: Again, the the execution's going to be the key part here. On paper, I don't like it myself, but we'll we'll see how it plays out. Uh, we went from promo to promos. We got a pre-tape from Joey Janella. Oh. Joey Janela basically talking shit about Penelope Ford, talking shit about Kip Sabian, and saying uh, he's going to try to make a splash by taking on Ray Phoenix next week.
1: Yeah, that should be a great match. I, you know, th- I think this was probably one of the first times we got the – Actually got to hear Janela cut a promo over yeah, <laughs> yeah. the course of the show, and it, it was a good promo. It probably was uh, a little bit too long. Um, probably could have shaved a little bit of that out there, but yep. the delivery was good, and you know it gives him an opportunity uh, to shine. And I think him and Phoenix uh, should be a blast on the on the ship or yeah. wherever the fuck they do. it.
2: I'm right there with you. Basically, if a guy will take crazy bumps versus a guy who does crazy flippy-doos, I'm into it. Um, And we actually saw a version of that exact same match uh, in the main event this week on Dynamite. So, you know, uh, we'll see how it plays out there. But uh, we had a women's tag match. We got to change last minute. Awesome Kong. uh, Sick? Injured? Injured because of sickness? Uh, Not sure. It was Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida against the Nightmare Collective's Brandy Rhodes and Mel. And, um... Chris, did you know that Mel has been wrestling for 12 years and not just that match?
1: Stop it. Really? <laughs>
2: yes. 12 years? 12 years, Chris. Oof. Yeah, Ugh. this this was not good. This was it very was bad. But Statlander and Sheeta went over clean, and the crowd was super into them, so at least they're still good. But this match I mean... was just bad, and if there is a god, they'll just write off the Nightmare Collective here. Like... They they failed. They I know they. I know they won't. Uh, apparently, Brandy won't make it to the cruise ship. By the way, um, that came out earlier. Oh, she today.
1: lost. She lost her passport or yeah, something.
2: Yeah. Uh, but uh, I would very much like that this to be the end of the Nightmare Collective. They tried for one goal. They failed, and that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it won't be. Unfortunately. Um, yeah, Brandy. Ugh, not. Uh, not. Not. Not super great in the ring. Um... Yeah, it yeah, was not the, a good match.
2: the fact that Brandy Rhodes was the workhorse of that team is not great.
1: Who boy. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a I, I fast forwarded through. Yeah, fair, I I don't blame you. A fair you. chunk of it.
2: Uh, we had the aforementioned Dark Order video package where it looks like uh Michael Nakazawa and Hangman Page are in the sights of the Dark Order mm-hmm, for new recruits. Mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara yeah,
1: I, I oh, got sorry. I got a question about that though. Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> the vignette aired and it was kinda and I not it was kind of like a fly on the wall sort of thing as yeah. opposed to being like a propaganda piece.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was a little weird to me that the story they were telling was kind of like this, you know, like I said, fly on the wall at this briefing between the Supreme Leader and, and um, you know, not Archibald Peck. Um yeah. and then it says the the preceding message was paid for by the Dark Order. Well, yeah. why? I mean, yeah, why? Why it, it wasn't like it that? wasn't like a propaganda message? Yeah. It was just uh, an update on you know it was, it was it was a fucking Monday morning meeting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> they just you know decided it didn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, I get what they were going for and saying who the next targets are, but the way it was presented didn't make sense.
2: No, I, I I'm with you on that. The only thing I can think of, and, and this is me giving them far too much credit. Um, is if it were something where it's, um, it's an intended misdirection by the dark order, like, okay. you know, the, they paid to have the video aired that showed, Oh, Nakazawa and Paige are in their sites when it's other people who they're working with or something like gotcha. that. Okay. But I, I don't think that's going to be it at all. It's just, yeah. you know, I'm thinking, Oh, that would make more sense. And, or here's a way to salvage what you just did. <laughs> Again, I, I think AEW would benefit. I know writers in professional wrestling are, have understandably uh, uh very much a, a frowny face in their direction. I think having some guy who's like a continuity cop for what they're doing would be incredibly helpful. Uh, word did come out that Tony Khan's basically steering the ship a bit harder after, you know, the the rough – dynamite of a few weeks back but i think if they just had some guy who basically heard what the plan was and said hey that sounds good or oh, that doesn't make sense with you know right something like that would be helpful but you know that I, i'm just a man speaking into a uh, microphone from amazon so what do i know <laughs> uh we had john moxley in a great match with sammy guevara uh yeah, i really love this, this match uh and props to Moxley, how much you know, if this match happened in AEW or not in AEW, excuse me, it happened in WWE, Mox would just murder him and that'd be it. Yeah. Mox made Sammy Guevara in this match.
1: Hell yeah, man. I mean, it's one of those things you put somebody over even though they don't win, sort of thing. Yeah. You you boost their stock by just showing that Sammy Guevara could could hang with John Moxley for I don't know, twelve minutes or so. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, you know, Mox sold his ass off, took a fucking Spanish fly off the top rope for Sammy. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and Sammy, you know, did what he did, which is sell his ass off and bump and do all the mm-hmm. flippy crazy shit. Um, dude is fantastic. Yeah. Uh he really, you know, and I, I'm happy that he's getting a chance to shine pretty much weekly, whether it's in a match or in a tag match or, you know, even being Chris Jericho's Weasley little second. Um I love everything uh, about what Sammy's doing there. He's 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 knocking it out of the park.
2: Yeah, I I I absolutely dug this and and yeah, uh Gravara it really is becoming one of those guys that is b- being made by AEW right now. Um, yeah. You can speak about him in the same breath as like a Darby Allin or Chris Statlander is one of those people that like, yeah, they came in and they had a name, but they are becoming a star because of yeah their involvement in this company. Uh, So uh, Mox won, and then the lights went out. Legally, of course, I had to then text Chris in all caps, SABU!
1: Yeah, every (laughs) time. (laughs) One of these times, it may happen.
2: Yeah, one of these times, it might be SABU. Again, the old-school ECW fan me, I I assume lights out means SABU. But it was not SABU. Instead, it was the entirety of the inner circle uh, as they attacked Moxley uh, all five members beat the crap out of him and then uh in a angle that harkened back to 80s nwa jericho took one of the spikes off of his Painmaker maker jacket and spiked Mox right in the eye
0: yeah
1: it was pretty great first of all the the jacket is ridiculous and yes. i fucking love how ridiculous it is yes. uh it's just so over the top uh it's perfectly jericho and yeah it was uh it, it was you know a really Fun sort of injury thing. I'm going to get my revenge on you for embarrassing me on national TV and breaking mm-hmm. a bottle of bubbly over my head. Yes. Um, my, oh, and he, I
2: forgot to mention, Mox even drove the uh, Ford
1: GT into the arena. He did. Which I think is uh, Tony's dad's car. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Papa <laughs> is, Yeah. Papa con. Papa con. Papa con. Papa con. Papa, Papa <laughs> uh, so, um, My. Okay. Here's my concern here. Not yeah. concern, but comment. How does everybody have spooky teleportation powers? I get (laughs) the Dark Order doesn't, but you can only have one evil faction teleport, turn off the lights, Sabu style, and come into the ring. Save it for the Dark Order. I I think nothing would be lost aside from having to watch Chris Jericho's man boobs bounce up and down by having them run into the ring or come through the crowd or something like that. Something
2: something I would love. Remember during, uh, I think it was Road to All Out. There was the segment where it was the contract signing with Cody and, um, and Sean Spears. Oh, that one. Uh, and they had the real lawyer for the, yes. the Jaguars on there. And she's just like, I don't understand why we're doing this in person. Everything's done over email these days. And it's just like this fun, silly thing of like wrestling logic, but applied to the real world. Right. I would kill for like on being the elite or one of the road to shows or something like that. It turns out that the guy who controls the light rig is making a shit ton of money on the side because like he keeps getting slipped envelopes by the right. inner circle and the dark order and even best friends, you know, all these groups that keep using him to turn the lights out. Like okay. he's just like, with it. he's just like showing, you know, there's like a, a progression of like behind the scenes video clips. And like, he just, starts working the board you see him he's got like more and more gold rings on and all these things because of lady
1: he's putting my kids through kelly exactly
2: exactly (laughs) like i i I want that logic to be applied and shown (laughs) (laughs) because at least then we'd understand why the lights keep going out because that guy is shady as hell (laughs) love it love it
1: they need to hire you okay i think uh it's uh I think it's a, think it's, a, think it's a, be a wise acquisition yeah, yeah. free you, agent party
2: yeah you hear that Jeff you hear that Jeff I know you're listening okay not so much but you might be'll <laughs> <laughs> I'll be continuity cop I'll do it Let's yeah do this. Hell yeah, brother <laughs> um so uh we had another Jericho promo after the break backstage uh, with Jen Decker really the only thing I've noticed is it's one of the handful of times that um Jake Hager was funny. Uh, because he walked away and just simply said "er," because he was making fun of Mox being a pirate.
1: <laughs> Less is more with Hager. They're actually yes. they're kind of nailing it. So yes, and they they're also capitalizing on the nutshot thing because uh, yes, Hager yes. gave Mox uh, the big the big dick kick. So yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: um, we had a, a shockingly fun six man tag as MJF, Butcher, and Blade took on DDP. Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall. Um 63. Yes. Yeah. I don't that's look like that at insane. 35.
1: I know. It's ridiculous. I need to get some DDPY in my life. I feel like maybe that's uh maybe that maybe that's what I need to stop being such a fucking lard ass.
2: <laughs> but uh he looked great. He even did a fucking dive to the outside, uh which is crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, but it was real basic face heel stuff. This would be like the main event of your local indie. You know, you, you have some damn guys yeah. in the mix. You have some guys you're trying to get the heat on. And then, you know, the local heel goes over with a roll up. Um, it, it was it was perfect for what it was uh, down to uh, MJF's shirt that said, I banged Dallas's daughter. I um, mean,
1: Mwah. chef kiss on that. That was that was pretty fantastic.
2: By the way, as someone who was a, a WCW fan in the 90s, uh, I'd like to just say that I appreciate the DDP continued the continuity of him inexplicably still having his lower torso slash ribs taped up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all these uh. years later.
1: Oh yeah, that's the, the one thing DDPY couldn't fix is, is, is a roughed-up abdominal area. Yeah. And the funny, so, so funny thing, um, we were wow, where was I? Think it was Survivor Series. Yeah. Uh, it was over at my friend uh, Russell's house, yeah. and our other friend Rusty is a nurse, and we were somebody had their ribs taped up, and it's like taped around the gut. Yeah. And and and, and Rusty, who's a nurse, goes, "That's that's not where the ribs are. Like, Why is that?" <laughs> and I I never thought about it. Yeah, I never thought yeah. about the actual anim, 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 anatomy of the human Anatomic. body. You've always just accepted that when that area is oh, taped up, yeah. oh that's the ribs. But yeah, the, the ribs are 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 up here. They protect your heart and your lungs and things like that. Right. Um and it I was like, "God damn it, why are you just messing with my entire knowledge of pro wrestling anatomy." <laughs> like,
2: well, ridiculous. Well, there you go. There's your rough house top tip of the day. Uh, Don't let professional wrestling tell you how bodies work.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It was
1: like, that's why I've been losing all these disability hearings. I don't know where the rib cage is. God damn it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't, uh, believe anyone's actually injured until they're bleeding from the forehead inexplicably.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got stabbed in the arm. Why is your forehead
0: bleeding?
2: Gate me, brother. Um
0: we had another
2: backstage promo with Jen Decker. Again, Promo's not getting completed here. She was talking with SCU and got interrupted by drunk Hangman Page. Uh, it seems like Hangman Page is becoming a sad drunk now, not a happy drunk.
1: Shame. Uh, you know, everybody, nobody likes a sad drunk. Yeah. Crying yeah. into your whiskey. One, it dilute your whiskey. Yeah. Uh, and two, it's just a bummer to be around, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, so this has to pay off. You know, I mean, are you doing a really long con here or is this going to explode in the tag match uh, title match uh, next week? Will it explode after they won the titles? Yeah,
2: I'm not Uh, sure, because uh, like we were talking about last week, I don't know if Omega is being set up for Page or Pac for uh, Revolution.
0: Yeah,
2: because, you know, Pac keeps demanding his rubber match. And, you know, it it seems pretty obvious that Page is going to turn on the elite. As a whole, at some time in the near future, so it would make sense for him and Omega to have a big time one-on-one match. It's just it's it's a little hard to to guess right now.
1: I will well, Pac, say, oh, Pack should be ahead. free because he's facing Mox yeah. for the number one contendership, and yeah. all signs point to Mox Jericho. So
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, so I I would assume pack uh, does free up after next week. Uh, the uh. one thing I do want to say, just uh, I'm not sure the name of the person who did it, but the uh, because I uh, because I always bring up the the uh, recaps from the Wrestling Observer site when we talk about this segment by segment, so I yeah. know we don't miss anything. Whoever writes the segment uh, recaps here said I'm not sure what the point of this was. I can tell you what the point was: Omega and Page are going against SCU next week. Okay. Like, how can you not?
1: <sighs> That's pretty. Yeah. The, I mean,
2: these are the people who are recapping our pro wrestling folks.
1: It
0: was not me. <laughs> I take it
1: back. Uh,
2: anyway, the main event of Dynamite this week fucking ruled. It was Darby Allen against Pac, uh, a match I didn't know I wanted. But once I had it, oh, my God, it was the best. Uh, Pac basically was just a, an absolute bastard, as one would expect the entire time, beating the shit out of Darby Allen. And Darby Allen was going for his standard offense now of holy shit, holy shit, I need to throw myself at you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's one of uh, – Darby Allens one of two people on the roster that make Pac look like a giant, uh, yes. the other being Marco Stunt, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to see uh, Pac look like the big man in a match.
2: Yeah. Uh, the thing that I am loving about Darby Allens' uh, offense at this point is he's pulling out all of these crazy cradles and, and reversals and all these things, and it feels like so much of – of how he works and, and maybe it's to show the learned lesson of the time limit draw with Cody where it's just yeah. like I need to beat this guy as quickly as possible. I need to go for every yeah. opportunity like regardless of the risk or, or or what have you I need to go for a pin as regularly as possible and it's showing off in his matches. Uh, also he took a shit ton of punishment including the ugliest power bomb in the world uh, like I, I thought for sure uh, Darby's neck was broken at one point in the
1: match. It that was a rough landing.
2: Yeah, it, it was absolutely crazy, but I I loved this match and uh, Pack went over and like you said, we'll be going against Moxley. Um, we talked about it earlier. Mox came out at the end and uh, uh, you know interrupted uh, the Pack post match promo. Uh, Coming out, you know, Steve Austin style, all taped up saying, You'll have to kill me. And, you know, we'll have to do it on international water next week. So
1: I love that. I love that on international waters, no rules apply.
2: Exactly. Exactly. You can
1: gamble and you can kill a man.
2: Yes. Uh, It was a really, really good show. Uh, The Nightmare Collective still doesn't work for me, but uh, Dynamite, again, a great show. But speaking of great shows, NXT (sighs) was fucking awesome this week as well. Uh, We kicked off the show with Keith Lee. Coming to the ring for a promo, saying that he was going to win the North American title next week.
1: Yeah, uh, I okay. So, and, and I'm fine with that. I, I I think the promo should have happened. Yes. I I, I hate starting the show with promos. Um, yeah. you know that's the momentum. Uh, with AEW starting with everybody in the ring, no introductions, everybody's ready to go within you know 90 seconds of Justin Roberts' ridiculously long introduction. Um, you get action. Yes. Uh, and it just keeps the it starts the momentum for the for the evening. Right. Meanwhile, you know it's typical WWE you start with a promo and then mm-hmm. somebody interrupts and then somebody comes out for the save and then you know you're you're 10, 12 minutes before you get to your first match. Right. It just it doesn't get to it, man get to yeah. it get to the action.
2: So Undisputed Era in, uh, interrupted the promo, which is actually really good. Turns out Keith Lee's fun on the mic. Um, uh, yeah, you know. I enjoyed
1: the promo. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I, – I don't like – I didn't like the placement of it.
2: No, I I, I get you. I'm, I, I'm just sort of summarizing no, what went down. Uh, Undisputed Era came up, interrupted. They jumped Keith Lee, uh, and they ended up pulmonizing his ankle. So Tommaso yeah. Ciampa ran down to make a save. Uh, and we very quickly moved into the official announcement: Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano is on for NXT Takeover Portland. And then we had a- another promo because God knows we need more on this show. Uh, Tika Knox backstage; she's going to be in the Battle Royal uh, for the main event. And then also we get to, got to see Io Shirai and Mia Yim warming up ahead of the Battle Royal. So again, pushing the Battle Royal really, really hard. But the opening match of the show was fucking great. Uh, as we had the brozer weights of Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn take on, uh, oh God, what is their nickname? Uh, it's Flash Morgan Webster, and Mark Andrews. They have a yeah south South something subculture. I can't remember what it is. I all I know I is watch UK. <laughs> All I know is this match was fucking fantastic.
1: So much fun. Yeah, it was. It was as fun as the opening tag on uh, on AEW. Yeah. Um, it was I I don't know. I don't remember what I what I rated them both on Grapple. They were probably similar. Um, but um but yeah, the Broserweights work together really well. Uh Dunn and um Riddle uh, are, are a blast. I can't wait till that tag team explodes and then they fight each other. Yes. Uh, but Mark Andrews, dude, is uh like he's He's a blast to watch, dude. Yeah, he he's yeah. all over the place, doing all kinds of uh, super fluid, flippy news and, and Flash Morgan Webster as well. He's got a got a little bit of the the barren belly, a little bit, but, um, <laughs> but dude, can go as well. It was it went longer than I expected it to, and yeah. it was just so much fun with a lot of uh, a lot of innovative offense and, and tandem offense in there as well.
2: Yeah, and and uh, I will say uh, just because we didn't talk about it earlier, um, from Takeover to Blackpool. Uh, there was a four way ladder match with Webster uh-huh. and, uh, Andrews in it. That was really fun. Uh, I will say if your complaint in ladder matches is why are they jumping off of things and not going for the belt? You will have that problem in this one, but I really <laughs> wanted to, talk, uh, to, to put over to the rough house listening audience. Uh, Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin had a great match. If there's one match you watch from takeover, make it that one because it was phenomenal. Has uh,
1: Tyler Bate ever had a bad match?
2: Uh, I'm sure there's probably a few on NXT UK that haven't been amazing. But, I mean, that dude's 22, and he is just a world beater, man. So goddamn good. Anyway, so uh, we saw highlights from the aforementioned TakeOver Blackpool 2 uh, to talk about the uh, Worlds Collide eight-man tag that's coming up between uh, Undisputed Era and Imperium.
1: Yeah, because they did an angle afterwards where after um, Walter beat somebody coffee, Joe um, coffee. yeah, that's the one, uh, they, they were standing there and they were jumped by the undisputed era, um, which, you know, man, that's, that's, that's that's not a bad gig to get flown all the way to the UK yeah. just to do a post-match angle,
0: yeah, and
1: and hit your trademark pose on the top of the ramp, which was beautiful. Uh, yeah. I do love when they all do their pose together. It's it's like I, I fucking pop for it every time. It's yeah, so cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- that match that's next Saturday. That's gonna be fucking awesome. I'm pretty stoked for it.
2: There's a few matches on that card which looks good. Maybe we'll we'll wrap up the show by by sort of previewing yeah. that show. Um. So Ciampa came out for his promo of the night, uh, which, of course, turned into a whole to-do with the Undisputed Era coming out and facing him. But, hey, Johnny Gargano ran out, and it looks like DIY is reforming. More on that when we talk about the Worlds Collide card, because, yeah, yeah DIY is back together. Oh, and they have a new merch, too. So, of course, they're back together.
0: Of course they do, yeah.
2: Speaking of teams getting back together, we had the return of the Time Splitters as Kushida and Alex Shelley took on the grizzled young vets of Zach Gibson and James Drake. This was a very good match that would have been better if it weren't for the fact that they were following the uh, Pete Dunn, Matt Riddle, Andrews, and Webster match.
1: I was wondering why they put them back to back as well. Like, I feel like maybe the uh, triple threat for the cruiserweight number one contendership maybe should have been in between, yeah. um, or just a quick squash match for somebody to kind of uh, try and uh, you know bring the room back down so they can they can build them back up.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, it was fun seeing uh, Time Splitters back together and haven't haven't missed a step in yeah. terms of their uh, their tandem offense and you know. Uh, Putting over the the Grizzled Young Vets was actually kind of a shock.
2: Yeah. No, I I was very surprised by that. I mean, the Grizzled Young Vets have a lot of upside, and also they're the regular team, and also they're of that team, the team where both guys are signed by WWE. So (laughs) I get it. Uh, But I I was definitely a little shocked by the end result. I thought, if anything, Kushida and Alex Shelley would go over in this round and then lose in the next. Yeah, I
1: didn't think it would be a one and done. I figured it would be at least two. But
2: now. uh all this being said, there was a WWE. dot com promo uh, that went up after the show. Uh, Shelley and Kushida saying this is not the last you've seen of them as a team, and I'm not going to speculate too hard, but uh, Alex Shelley is no longer on the roster for the Free Enterprise Show for Ring of Honor.
0: Oh, okay. Easy.
1: Well, he's been doing house shows. They've been doing, uh, yeah, as the time splitters at NXT house shows. So. Maybe they uh maybe they offered him uh some yeah. some cash. I know he has a full time gig as a physical therapist or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, um yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, I, as a longtime Alex Shelley Mark, I, I'm just really excited to see this happen for the guy because if anyone has deserved a, a real contract and a real shot, it's him. And the last time I can remember him having a shot like this was god impact in like the mid 2000s so (laughs) yeah it's it's been some time uh we had a pre-taped promo with robert stone who is not tony khan and chelsea green uh he pulled chelsea green from the battle royal because she's too big a star for it sure okay (laughs) uh we had the aforementioned triple threat to get a uh title shot um uh, or to yeah to gain a title shot in a four way for the NXT Cruiserweight title. Um, right. so it was Isaiah Swerve Scott going over Tyler Breeze and Leo Rush. A fun high spot match, you know. I, I enjoyed it and I'm I'm happy to see uh Swerve get a shot here.
1: Yeah, this was your typical NXT triple threat yeah. With just uh, craziness uh, all over the place. And all three of those guys are are super talented. So it's good to see Breeze get another shot in there. I know he's shown up on 205 mm-hmm. Live over the past couple weeks since yep. Dan goes out with another injury, which fucking sucks. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, Leo Rush always in the conversation at the top of the cruiserweight division. And, uh, like you said, it's good to see Swerve get the opportunity here to go and prove himself. So it'll be him and it'll be, uh, two people from, or NXT, they probably UK. have already decided that, right? Cause uh, it was the
2: yes. Well, uh, it hasn't aired yet. Um, oh, okay. I, I'll I'll pull up the Worlds Collide card off of Wikipedia, and usually it has the spoilers in there. Right.
1: So, um, but yeah. It'll, Angel, it'll... Angel Guard is a not great on commentary. No, uh, no. Not, not sure good. if it's a language barrier or what, but he did not have to go out there. Yeah, not,
2: not super great there. But hey, we went back. To the back with uh, Kathy Kelly as she was interviewing Gargano and Ciampa. Uh, they talked about teaming for old time's sake. Here comes the Undisputed Era, and here comes the Keith Lee giveable moment of the week <laughs> as he ran out of nowhere to spear a security guard through the bushes.
1: Through the hedge. Yeah, it was pretty pretty fantastic.
2: <laughs> Basically, if you are a Florida uh, indie guy right now and you want to make 50 bucks or whatever they pay their, uh, their extras, congratulations. You're going to get checked by Keith Lee now
1: i take that 50 bucks.
2: <laughs> so really, that was more just to build more to uh, Keith Lee versus Roddy Strong. Also, apparently his ankle's okay.
1: Oh, I know, because he went fucking running. <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, what I liked about that was the fire in Keith Lee, like yelling at the camera, like yelling at Roddy, like basically saying, I'm going to murder you next week. Uh, yes. It was, you know, that, that was good.
2: Yes. So then the main event of the evening was the number one contenders battle Royal for the NXT women's title. Lots of ladies in this one. Understandably yeah. return of Tegan Knox. return of Casey Cotton which is very yeah. exciting to see the day de- official debut of Mercedes Martinez after signing earlier in the week, as she's going to be the lady Cassius Ono, a player coach, uh, uh, Mia Yim, Io Shirai, Santana Garrett, Ziya Lee, Vanessa Bourne, Katen Carter, Shotzi Blackheart, Catalina, mm-hmm. uh, whole bunch of people but oh, oh even Shayna Baszler showing up shockingly yeah. enough but the winner in the end was Bianca Belair after eliminating Io Shirai and it looks like Bianca's going uh, for that women's title Chris what did you think of this one
1: um I mean it's a typical battle royal uh once it the field thinned it, it turned into a fun affair. You know, the first couple minutes where everybody is just, you know, slow punching each other and trying to lift everybody over the top rope. It's, it's a bit of a slog, but once it, once it got going, you know, it did what it needed to do. It advanced and started a couple storylines. You had uh Shotzi Blackheart eliminate uh, Shayna Baszler. So we can get a, a fun program out of that. You had um, uh, Dakota Kai cost Tegan Knox an opportunity mm-hmm. um, and then throw the, uh, throw the knee brace at her fucking ass. Which is like gonna hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, also into uh, Dakota Kai and super short shorts. Uh, big <laughs> fan of great legs, great legs. Um, and then you had, you know, uh, a little bit more of uh, of Candice and EO. You had EO and uh, well, it, was, it was EO and Bianca Belair the last two. Yes, I yes. believe. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so so yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. those two. You know, once once it was just them two, there were some really fun creative spots that oh this could be it sort of thing, and it kept you you know involved in the match I, I enjoyed it I like Bianca Belair and I think her and Rhea Ripley is a, a good fresh match and um you know I, I keep wondering if Bianca Belair is ever going to win the title um but you know well if maybe not I, I if wouldn't she's imagine if going to be the EST
2: of NXT she needs to be the champest I guess
1: yeah we'll work on that <laughs> <laughs>
2: what'd you think uh i i thought it was really fun you know uh, all battle royals have a point or most battle royals have a point where it's just like oh here's a lot of people let's kind of clear out the slog um once they did that you know uh like you said the the end got super fun i did think that they did a a very good job of weaving multiple storylines in and out and having some nice surprise moments like you know Shayna baszler popping up like having casey cotton zara return um it basically made me feel better about the state of the women's division in NXT than I have in some time, uh, yeah. because, you know, there's multiple through lines going on there. Um, I, I'm not the biggest Bianca Belair fan, uh, but I feel like maybe this is just a stopgap before they do Rhea EO at, uh, whatever, what's it? Tampa? Uh, I guess that's the main yeah. weekend, uh, take over um so i'm sure the match will be fun but uh i i really want eo to be the next women's champ super super bad
1: yeah i mean it's kind of Crazy that she hasn't been yet. Uh, to be honest with you, as talented yeah. and great as she is, but you know uh, the free agency thing. When is she, when is her contract up, and yeah, how much money true. is uh, is Stardom gonna or whomever or AEW? I'm sure
2: they put AEW sure yeah. on on uh, their program. Uh, give me oh, EO she would immediately become
1: the best person in the division. Oh, <laughs> I mean <yeah. laughs> not a super high bar uh cumulatively uh, talent wise on the women's roster over there but yeah uh, it's it's that would be that would be great i'd fucking pop
0: for that
2: so chris saturday night on the network brings worlds collide and that is the battle between nxt and nxt uk um ticket sales have apparently been very bad for this but uh (laughs) i will say looking at the five match card it looks like a really great show, and it looks like it could be on par with some of the best takeovers. So uh, the five matches, uh, yes, DIY is reteaming as Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa are back together against the team of Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate. That match alone sounds like can't mess.
0: Hell
1: yeah. I mean, those those are three of the uh, most talented people <laughs> in the NXT brand and Trent Seven, so <laughs> it's going to be... <laughs> It's gonna it's gonna be a blast.
2: as soon as you started to say that decided so like ah oh, he's gonna dog trend seven here. He's gonna dog trend uh, seven. Look,
1: uh, uh, look trend seven's fine. But yeah. he's not on he's not in the same way. No, as no, his, no, three no, guys.
2: No, 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 not at all. He is uh to to use a, a much maligned term uh from WWE, he's a B plus player. Like he yeah. he's he's never it's gonna a, be the guy.
1: He's a great hand.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's really fun and, and a uh, huge gut. Yes, uh, and when I saw him uh, live when uh, Progress did their U.S. tour, he was probably one of, like, the top five guys on that show just because it was so fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. He's definitely the, the weakest link here. But, hey, Mustache Mountain has had some amazing tag matches. No, they have. TakeOver's they, they, past. They, they, so. Yeah,
1: it was, it was mostly a joke. He's good. Yeah, but yeah. He, he's not as good as the other Yeah,
2: players, no, basically. no, no, no. Like, the other four are, like, <sighs> you know arguably the best workers going today um so uh we have the four-way match and yeah here are some nxt uk spoilers because i know the roughhouse listeners watch nxt uk the four-way is angel garza defending the cruiserweight title against isaiah swerve scott jordan devlin and travis banks
1: Okay. All yeah. right. That should be fucking dope.
2: Yeah, that should be real, real good. We've got Finn Balor against Ila Dragunov. Again, should be a really great match. Uh, we've got Rhea Ripley defending the NXT women's title against Tony Storm.
0: No oh, pants did, needed there.
2: Yeah, Tony Storm did not win the UK title uh, uh-huh. at TakeOver. And uh, I will just say that things did not go great for her on the weekend tapings either. Uh, and then. The main event, eight-man tag, Imperium of Alexander Wolf, Fabian Eichner, Marcel Barthel, and Walter against the Undisputed Era of Adam Cole, baby. Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roddy Strong. That's going to be great. Hell yeah. <laughs> like that's well, just Okay, be so uh,
1: how does Undisputed Era go? I guess, you know, somehow they incapacitate Walter and pin Alexander Wolfe. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Would Alexander imagine... Wolf is Fall Guy Bushi in this match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Fall guy, Alex Wolf. Uh, fall guy, Wolfie. There yeah, you go. yeah, there Perfect. we go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't imagine... Uh any of the Undisputed Era guys getting pinned right now.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, with you. It'd be fool- the only one who I could think maybe would take the pin is Bobby Fish. And that's no offense on Bobby Fish, but Bobby Fish is definitely the Trent Seven of the
0: Undisputed Era. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: God damn it. I, I hate that that's true, but it, it kind of <laughs> is.
0: Because,
1: uh, you know, Roddy's a workhorse. Adam Cole's the baby. Bay, KO yeah. is the, uh, the, the, the hey- actual kind of fighter ko could literally be
2: a main eventer in nxt anytime they want dude
1: like i I tweeted about this like his ground and pound punches are fucking things of beauty they they're like i don't think anybody in pro wrestling does them as good as he does
2: right right i i'm i'm right there with you man he's he's unbelievable but uh really i think the big moment everyone's looking forward to is uh adam cole eating some chops from walter (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's gonna get knocked in the 20th row
2: yeah little yeah. little adam cole yeah it's gonna look like
1: a baby the, next the, to the bay 20th bay bay row Huey.
2: where there will not be anyone in attendance <laughs> <laughs> Glorious!
1: the roughhouse podcast is a weekly podcast follow us at roughhouse sgw on twitter and facebook.com slash the roughhouse podcast
0: this is the, the Rough House
1: uh, podcast
2: with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph; He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. El Torito brand salsa, the only salsa meant for midgets. It comes with half as much corn, half as many tomatoes, and a half portion of freshly grown bell peppers. Half as spicy as other salsas on the market. El Torito, the only dip worth the chip of the short ones.
0: El Torito.